902, ladies and gentlemen, welcome on in. 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. It's the morning after. Good morning to all of you listening near, far, and wide. I'm Tyler Trumbauer, alongside my Tuesday, Thursday man, Chewy, here on Fighting Scots Radio, edinburghnow.com, the TuneIn app on mobile devices. I'd like to thank you all for tuning in, Chewy. Back after uh, taking having to take a sick day on Tuesday, and then I'm back from taking a personal day yesterday because I have to work on Saturday this week, so, you know, got to... Got a union to fight for me, so I could take I could take you know only five days in a week. Um, so how are you feeling? Feeling a lot better. Feeling definitely feeling a lot better. Like on Tuesday, I felt like I was uh, I was on my deathbed. So that's not good. Feeling a lot better. Happy to be back. Excited to be back. Excited to be yes. back is good to hear. The man is here. Might have yes. a few coughs here and there, a few sniffles too. Um, but he's back, and we appreciate that. And uh, and um, yeah. But you, now you only have to work one day because next Tuesday, Chewy, for those of you uh, Edinburgh students, this means a lot to you, is reading day. Yeah. No oh, yeah, classes. You get the day off. No classes. So no classes means no the morning after. Oh. So we'll be off on Tuesday, Chew. Oh, yeah. Good. Well, well good breaks coming up there. <laughs> <laughs> good breaks. Very true. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, we'll have, you know, today's show, tomorrow's show, Saturday's special homecoming edition. Um, later on in this show, we might uh, announce a few of those guests that have been confirmed for Saturday's uh, special homecoming edition, which is noon to 1.30 live from Sox Harrison Stadium with Mike Fenner and myself. We'll have Monday's show to wrap up um, to recap homecoming weekend and also the Sunday that was in the National Football League. And then we'll take Tuesday off, and then Tubby and I will be back on Wednesday morning. So we'll go Tubby, myself, Monday, probably Mike calling in because that's what he likes to do on Mondays. And then... Tuesday off, Wednesday, Tubby and I doing Tubby and I things. Um, oh, so I forgot about that reading day. That, re- reading day is very clutch. clutch. I mean, yeah. I wish they did. They did the Monday, like Monday's Columbus Day. All right. Right. So I mean, when you were in high school, you had Columbus Day off. Uh, you didn't do that in Detroit. You didn't have Columbus Day off. Uh, I don't think so. I think we had to go. Were to you one of those guys that had no idea you had off school till like someone told you the exactly. day before? Yeah, I didn't keep up uh, with the days off. You didn't like have that. the district calendar memorized. <laughs> no, I did not. And then I just kind of usually, and I never used to know when to come back from like breaks either. Oh, yeah. I would have to ask somebody like, "Yeah, like, uh, is it time to come back yet?" And they'll be like, "Yeah, br- like tomorrow." <laughs> so I'm gonna give you a sad trombone on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was never, I was never hip to that type of stuff. I never worried about it. I was just excited when it came. I was counting down. I had, I had the district calendar memorized in my head. I knew <laughs> when we had early dismissal, when we were coming in late, when we were, when we were off. I had all that in the back of my head, probably more than I should have because I wasn't paying attention to the textbooks. I was more worried about that. So, yeah, unfortunately, don't get the Monday to have the perfect three-day weekend, but we get the Tuesday off. I think all the schools in the the Pennsylvania State school system of higher education have off on Tuesday. On Tuesday? I think. Uh, Okay. Don't don't quote me on that. I think, though. So, nonetheless, we have off on reading day. Um, No show. No classes. Any big plans for, um, for homecoming this weekend? The morning after. Uh, yeah, well, obviously. And then the game. Yeah. And then sleep. Then sleep? Yes. Oh, okay. Just wondering. Well, see, the good <laughs> thing about this Saturday is we don't have a women's soccer game afterwards. Like, the last time we had a home game, you know what I mean? It started at noon, and then you're nice, and you're done, and then you had to, like, help tear down ETV stuff. It's 3 o'clock, and then next thing you know, I go home, like, eat something, and then I got to go right back out to, to do women's soccer. I had to cover the women's soccer match that night. 
Oh, okay. So the, well, this time around, you get a little bit of a this break. This time, I'll get a break. I'll have to do, like, I mean, the thing is, once football is over, I'm not done. I have to put a highlight video. I got to go through highlights because I have a guy taking highlights on the side okay. sidelines. So I got to pour through all those, come up with a video, produce that video that night. And then, obviously, I'll have a bunch of newspaper stuff to do. The weekends are my busiest times, and I try to get it all done on Saturday so that I can watch football on Sunday. Uh, Especially now that my computer's taken up with the Sunday Direct Ticket because I, I bought the, the Sunday Ticket from Direct TV. Oh, okay. Because the Eagles weren't on cable here, oh, okay. so I had so to buy it, to, and yeah. apparently they stunk anyway, so it probably wasn't worth it. <laughs> but I did buy it nonetheless. And... um. <coughs> And so I actually hooked it up real nice. I I, I borrowed without asking my sweet mates um, HDMI cord. Okay. Hooked it up to my TV too. Nice. So I watched that. So I mean, it, it worked pretty well. Surprisingly, with the Wi-Fi in the Highlands, because you all know how that is. Wow, it's awful in there. That um, I thought it was gonna be real. I mean, it was okay for the most part. Um, yeah. I have an Ethernet cord, which oh, kind of okay. helps out a little bit, okay. but it's still not the greatest. Yeah. Um, but well, at least the I was able to still multitask, which I was surprised. Hmm. So, that got that point. going. Um, 25 bucks a month for DirecTV. You get to watch anything. You could have Red Zone if you wanted to. Oh, yeah? I think that's clutch. I, think- I mean, because like, it was nice because the Jags and Colts went to overtime, deep into overtime, and normally NFL rules would take you out of it. They would say, you know, oh, we have to take you, you know, due to NFL rules, we can't, you know, we got to take you to your next scheduled game or whatever. Yeah. And I was able to watch it all the way through, the missed field goals, all the punts. And that was nice. And then I was I was whipping around to a couple other ones later in the four o'clocks because the four o'clock games are pretty nice, pretty close. Yeah. Um, it was good action. I thought it was worth twenty five so bucks. Yeah, I think I definitely think it's worth twenty five dollars for yeah. a student discount. I mean, you don't need to have Direct TV. You don't need to pay those absorbent, you know, fees for a Direct TV. Get the satellite. Get the whole nine. You so watch you it on your laptop. The, you just, okay. You just pay the twenty five. You just it's twenty five bucks a month. It's a hundred dollars for a season. Which now I missed the first month, so I don't know how they're going to pay me a hundred or how it's going to charge me a hundred bucks because they only charged me twenty five for the beginning, and it said four payments of twenty five. That's four months for a football season, right? Because that's September, October, November, December, right. and then yeah, I mean I guess I could get charged in January. I'm not sure. Cool. We'll have to find out. Yeah, we'll see. But um, yeah, and then you could. There's also an app, so you could watch it on your phone or your iPad if you had that. You can only be logged in at one place at one time, so you can't like share it amongst your family. Oh uh, yeah, because okay. so I, it's not like a Netflix. Right, yeah, because I left my thing signed in on my laptop, and I went to to the student center to get some food while the four o'clock games are going on, and I was there a little longer because you know the lines. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to watch it while I was sitting there. And I tried to go on the app, and it wouldn't let me because I'm signed in on my laptop. Oh, so. that would have been a good, that would have been a nice little uh, snag if you could get in. Like, right, would have been clutch. Off of different things, yeah. Yeah, because you could share it amongst your exactly. family members. But nonetheless, you can't do that. So they, that's where they get you. But it's still a decent deal for students, I think. Yeah, 25 bucks because it makes sense because how many students are displaced you know because of going to school like you you're not really going to see the lions very much here me i'm not going to see the eagles that often here yeah um you know you're stuck watching the browns and the steelers and the bills all the time and kind of gets yeah. old after a while yeah got to listen to these fans out here too yeah with their the nonsense dis- right right i hear Nobody you on that one that. <clears throat> so and they they don't win that much exactly but you know who does win edinburgh women's soccer oh yeah yeah that they do they did last night <laughs> Decent crowd last night at Sox Harrison Stadium. A chilly Sox Harrison Stadium. Yeah, it was cold yesterday. It got a little chilly last night. Should make up for it today. Might hit the seventies today. Um, nonetheless, uh, Mercy it was a decent crowd because it was Mercyhurst Edinburgh. Okay. So you know, I got a lot, a lot of locals, yeah. the the students, the f- overall spectators, the parents alike coming on to Sox Harrison Stadium um, for the women's soccer action. 
Sox Harrison Stadium. It's big time. Two nothing. Burrow won over Hurst. Uh, the ladies moved to eight and three overall, seven Shut and two up. in the PSAC. Yes, and good point to bring up the shutout, uh, Chew. That means in the last three matches, so including last night's match, uh, their match against Westchester over the weekend and last Tuesday, I believe, against UPJ, which you heard right here in 88.9, the ladies have given up only one goal in three matches. That's very solid defensive play there. Shout right. out to the girls. Something that head coach Gary Kagiavis was very proud of and lauded yeah. in the preseason was the defensive prowess of this unit. His big question mark was with the offensive ability, and if he said if they can ma- manage to put goals on the scoreboard, this can be a very successful team, and they did. UPJ 5 nothing shutout, 2-1 two, two uh, victory over Westchester, a very solid Westchester team on the eastern side of the state, and then a 2 nothing win against Mercyhurst yesterday, and uh, that game against Mer- and that, that game last night, that was very, very close. I mean, Score-wise, but overall, if you look at it, Edinburgh dominated this game. If you weren't at this one, you would have thought it was close, but Edinburgh dominated. 16 shots for Edinburgh to Mercyhurst's 5. Wow. Edinburgh had 10-1 to shot advantage in the first half. Shots on goal, Edinburgh 10, Mercyhurst 3. And Sarah Baskey in goal did an unbelievable job um, as they're platooning her and Sierra Davis. Baskey was her chance in goal yesterday um she had three saves um really did and really was kind of non-existent in the match until much later in the second half because only one shot in the first half um and then they got you know four more in the second half and that's when she had to make saves she only had to make three um she did make two really nice ones one that was shot like a rocket right out another one she had to go up just got her hand on it and just tipped it up over the crossbar to make sure that she got it um there so i mean that was good work by her to yeah. get that taken care of. Phenomenal defense by the, the Lady Scots there. Right, and, and, then the, and then the two goals, um, Alexis Becker got the first one in the 41st minute of the contest. And this was, this was a very controversial goal, Chewy. Uh, right there off a, off a uh, I think it was off a corner kick. And then there was just may, mayhem right there in the front of the net. Um, <laughs> the assist is given to Alex Root. Becker, of course, gets the goal, as I said, her second of the season. There was a shot close right in front of the net, and then there was a and then there was going back and forth kicks here, kicks there, and then Root or Becker, Becker, excuse me, lofts it over the goalie um, into the net, and then they were and and it hit the crossbar, so it goes over the goalie, hit the crossbar, and then drops down like right on the line. Yeah, <laughs> and then the goalie picks it up, and they're like, "Well, did that cross in? Did it not?" Oh, the they say it crossed. They say it crossed the the. It broke the plane and it counted. And then so there was arguing of that. Did it actually do it? And then Mercyhurst was complaining because I was on the sidelines taking video that they used their hands. That Edinburgh had a handball in the oh. box and didn't get called for that either. I was over there with next to an official on the on the near sideline where the fan or the stands are, or excuse me, the players are and the home fans. Um, and. One of the one of the defensive players for Mercer just came up and started screaming at the official, cursing. She was fired up. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It was it was tough to see. It could have gone either way, um, both the handball and the and the goal. Uh-huh. Um, but they, I mean, they, they gave it to him. They don't have the capability to like review plays like that. Or nah, like, we don't got just, that. It's this uh, division two, too. Hey, you know, hey, some division twos at a division two back home, they have all that. Like the they review do? stuff. Yeah, it's like a bigger school. It's like. It would be like yeah, more uh, than seven thousand undergrads, probably. It's like yeah, it's like it would be like the IEP of like yeah. Michigan, all right, kind of like that. Gotcha. 
So gotcha. And then the other goal, Haley Hammer, who's uh, just coming to her own this year. Um, in the 60th minute of this contest, and that's her sixth goal, I believe. Tops in the PSAC is nine, so six, oh, not right too there. bad for her. Shot 25 yards out off a rebound. This was a nice goal for her. Put it in the upper uh, deck of the net, and uh, took care of business. So good work by her, um, getting the goal that was, as I mentioned, yeah, her sixth of the season that was a good that was a good job i heard that got that was really close because at that point in time it looked like it could gone either way because mercyhurst played much closer much tighter in the second Mm -hmm. half and uh but that was a big one to get edinburgh um the the you know the cushion the insurance goal Mm -hmm. and uh continue on the way and then they're now six zero and one is edinburgh in the last seven meetings against mercyhurst oh domination there right Total against domination. against the lakers so that's good that's good stuff now edinburgh returns to action this saturday october 10th homecoming in the borough they're not going to be in the borough they'll be at bloomsburg for a noon kick so they'll probably leave friday sleep the night it's about four and a half hour drive spend the night in bloomsburg get up play some play some soccer they'll probably be home by six seven o'clock Oh, so they homecoming just yeah. about to get started then exactly they can get back for all the festivities all the festivities Speaking of women's uh, volleyball, that'll just get underway to uh, that Saturday night as well. So they'll be rolling in right around. That match gets underway with none other than Mercier. So against the ladies, women's soccer team now ranked nationally again. She fell out of the polls a little oh, yeah. bit, but now they're back 25th in the nation. I think they're fourth in the region. Um, third straight contest on a three-match winning streak, 8-3 and three overall, 7-2 and two in the PSAC with the 2 to nothing shutout over the Mercyhurst Lakers. Watch out for them. I mean, this 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 season is winding down quickly, too, yeah. for the ladies. Um, I mean, they're already, as I mentioned, they played 11 games, nine of nine PSAC contests. They only have three more matches at home. They have back-to-back road uh, matches. They have Bloom on Saturday, and then on Tuesday, I believe, they're at Gannon, which is a big one for Gary because Gary played – and is a graduate of Gannon University. Okay. So that's big. Then they're home for their last three. Uh, Kutztown, who they faced late last year, late in the season last year, won, but then faced in the first round of the PSAC playoffs and lost at Kutztown. So that's going to be a big one. We have SRU, um, and then East Stroudsburg, the defending champ, and who's like lost maybe one match in the last like two years. Wow. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah. So. Good stuff. That October 17th Kutztown match will be seen live on ETV, so you can check that stuff out, Edinburgh.tv. All the like, then they finished the, the uh, season out um, October 27th at IUP and then on Halloween at Mansfield. And then hopefully the PSAC playoffs, the NCAA playoffs, the like, um, both seem very, very um, realistic Attainable. for the ladies. Yeah. yeah. Certainly the uh, NCAAs, which had a lot more question marks a year ago because of uh, just the record down the stretch. But the ladies took care of business so far. Three-match winning streak, helping that out, 8-3 and three overall right now. Take a break now here on the morning after. Good Borough women's soccer talk, um, of course. And that's, um, you know, just one of the first actions this week. The next uh, action is going to be this Friday night for Edinburgh Athletics. Um, women's volleyball hosts Gannon, 7 o'clock in the Cone Fieldhouse. No live stats for any of that stuff. Not going to be broadcasted live. So your only chance to see that in person and see it at all is heading out to McComb Fieldhouse tomorrow night, 
7 o'clock right here in Edinburgh. Gannon, Edinburgh. It's going to be one heck of a match, too. Yeah. You should be at yeah, that it one. Will. It will be for sure. I will be at that well, as should you, 7 o'clock, Macomb. We're going to hit a break. Billy Idol's dancing with himself right here on the morning after. Supporters of WFSC include Bonnell's Auto Group, featuring collision services in Erie and Fairview, auto glass replacement and repair in Fairview, auto sales in Erie and Fairview, and full rod shop services and restoration in Fairview. Information on each service is on the web at bonnellsauto.com. Edinburgh Campus Media is supported in part by a grant from ECRA, an organization that empowers the Erie County nonprofit sector towards economic and community development. Information is at 814-897-2690 or at ecgra.org. 923 here on 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. It's the morning after. I am Tyler Trumbauer alongside the athlete formerly known as Chewy. Talking sports here on Fighting Scots Radio, edinburghnow.com. The TuneIn app on your mobile device. Thank you all for tuning in. If you miss any part of our show, Check our podcast out on edinburghnow.com. You can follow Edinburgh Now on SoundCloud as well. That's where it goes on. We have a count on there, all that stuff. Some other podcasts on there. I think there's only one other as of right now, which is a strict podcast. doesn't go on air, just a podcast called It Won't Turn Off with our news director, Britton Roselle and um, Logan Lilly as well. So check that out. That's good a, stuff. Good that stuff. is good stuff. They, they talk about, like, pop culture, like, Comics and and the, and the sort movies and and shows and oh I like stuff I like stuff like that so, so yeah. pretty interesting they're trying to get me to be a guest on it so I'll keep you posted on that yeah. on my uh, debut on it won't turn off speaking of debuts Pirates made their uh, short lived playoff debut yesterday uh, the NL wild card game last night at PNC Park getting the uh, the home field for the NL wild card game where the Pittsburgh Pirates had 98 wins in the season, did the Pirates, hosted the uh, Chicago Cubs. Cubbies win 4 nothing, chill. Yeah. So up. much, so much <coughs> anticipation from this area. Oh, they were, they were pirated up yesterday. Yeah. I saw jerseys. I saw hats. I heard it. I saw social media posts. All over. All, all over. Social media. Pirate Nation. Was out in full force. Yeah, to get let down. To get let down, <laughs> like you said. Shut out. Done. Yeah. Over. Nothing. So yeah, yeah, even had a little scuffle here. Even got they did. Little, they had a yeah. benches uh, clearing brawl after the Pirates plunked Arietta. Um, speaking of Arietta, he was the man this uh, last night for the Chicago Cubs. Um, I mean, you can't get much better than what he did. Goes the distance. All nine innings, four hits, no runs, 11 strikeouts. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't get better than that in a playoff, in a one-win, winner-take-all situation. You know, winner survives and loser goes home. Yeah, he definitely performed uh, out of his mind in this game. So I guess the Pirates figured the the only way to to beat him was to hit him. They ended up hitting him with the pitch, (laughs) and that's what caused the the bench-clearing – I wouldn't say it was a brawl or anything, but it was like a little scuffle. A couple punches were thrown. Right, right, there. right, yeah. So, yeah. Um, nonetheless, I mean, there was an ejection coming out of that. It was yeah. the first baseman, Rodriguez, uh, gets the thumb. But um, they packed PNC Park. Nearly 41,000 people packed for PNC Park last night in Pittsburgh, according to their normal uh, 
max capacity, they filled it up 106.6%. Oh. So that was packed to the brim last night for yeah, a brisk day, brisk night, 68-degree uh, game. And, you know, the Pirates just couldn't get anything going. Yeah. They just really could. I mean, Garrett Cole did a nice job on the mound. Um, but, you know, you gave up some runs. Five innings, six hits, four runs, all of them earned, one walk. Gave up two home runs. It comes down to pitching when it comes to the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. When the was. Phillies were good, and I'm going to relate to them because that's, you know, who I grew up watching and that's my team. But when they were good, they had four solid aces. They had Cole Hamels. They had Cliff Lee. They had Roy Halladay. They had Roy Oswalt for a year or two. And they had de- and they had Joe Blanton, who was a decent guy in 2008. He was a good fifth-day starter. Even hit a home run in the postseason, too. His first career home run against the Dodgers, I think that was in the NLCS. Yeah, it comes do. down to pitching in the postseason. So, yeah, the Cubs might be young. Yeah, Jake Arrieta might be young. But, you know, he performed. Definitely. He showed up at PNC Park last night, and, and the Pirates just didn't have the arm, didn't have the arms to match him. And that's what happens. I mean, if you're not going to have the pitching, that you're going to give up four or five runs, and you better have one heck of an offense that's going to score. But they most did. times you're not yeah. going to have that. They did get a, they did get some guys on base. Uh, they had a couple opportunities. I can't remember which inning it was, but they had a couple opportunities where they just didn't capitalize. They had, I think they had like two or they, they might the bases might have been loaded, and then they had got out on a double play. So it's just it's stuff like that. You got to capitalize on your on all of your opportunities. Pirates grounded in into two double plays last yeah. night. With runners in scoring position, exactly. the Pirates were 0-2. Um, Got to capitalize on the, those. Yeah, the Cubs were 1-2 in with runners in scoring position. Cubs left five men on base to the – or excuse me, the Pirates left five men on base. Cubs only left four, so pretty equal there. But nonetheless, uh, Jake and, – and so if you're going to have almost identical, you know – uh, statistics batting-wise, you're going to have to have a good pitcher, yeah. right? So uh, you're not going to. You're not going to win. I mean, Dexter Fowler really showed up in this one. Three for four, three hits, one RBI in this contest, uh, taking care of business there. Um, Chris Bryant, not so much. 0 for 3. The guy, he had a lot of hype coming out of the minors this year. Um, Didn't show up. Not really showing up too much. But uh, is really the top two in the lineup. That took care of it. Schwarber, the right fielder as well. He had three RBIs, two hits. He was two for three, one run. So it's really the top two in the lineup. And the and the and the you know the, the problem is the Pirates' top guys didn't do anything. They had Polanco 0 for four, Harrison 0 for three, Marte 0 for four. I mean, you can't have that many guys just going wearing the 0 for four collars in a right. playoff game and expect to win. Right. Especially when Garrett Cole's giving up hits and giving up runs. Yeah, you're putting a lot of pressure on your pitchers when you do when you're not getting on base. Obviously, you know what I'm saying, making anything happen offensively. So that's what did them in, unfortunately, for a lot of Pittsburgh fans out here. Yeah, they're not happy. They're not going to be happy. They were all let's go, let's go Pirates, blah 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 blah. And now they're all like, why does this happen to Pittsburgh? (laughs) Why Pittsburgh? And it's like, come on, man. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, because um, the pitcher did it. He did a solid job. Now he gave up two home runs, but he did his job in essence. I mean, Garrett so Cole did all right. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, I'm putting this more on the hitting. I mean, you right. can't have your leadoff hitter and your second guy go 0 for seven in a playoff game with three strikeouts and expect to compete in a baseball game. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you only no had sense. four hits in the entire contest. The Cubs had four runs. 
I mean, I'm not saying Garrett Cole, you know, stunk up the joint, but he didn't do very well. And right. he didn't pitch lights out like Arietta did. I mean, Arietta's, you know, 113 pitches, 77 strikes. Yeah, he got the he definitely got the job done. He definitely got so the that's job. what that's, no that's like thirty some balls. Yeah, he only threw. So that's that's pretty darn good if you ask me. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but that's that's they're they're done. That's over. Garrett Cole, Pirates, they're, they're booking tea times now. So the Chicago Cubs move on. The Pirates go home. The Cubs um, will now move into the AL or excuse me the NLDS. Game one against the St. Louis Cardinals at the Cardinals to start off. And that first game will be Friday as the Major League Baseball playoffs are full swing now into the DS, into the divisional series, as the wild card games are done. And, you know, one thing is that I've seen a lot of Pirates fans complaining about, too, is we had 98 wins this year. We, uh, we played such a great job. We had almost 100 wins, blah, blah, blah. We deserve more than just a one-win playoff, like a one-playoff, like a, a, a winner-take-all playoff game. Right. So, <clears throat> so you, what do you suggest? They wanted a series. Uh, yeah, I know. No. That's, un- that's unfortunate. That's, I don't. That I mean, I love it. I love the one-playoff game. I mean, think about it. A couple years ago, baseball didn't have this. They just put this in, and I think it's amazing. Win your division. I don't care if you have 100 wins. Win your division. Yeah. You if you're it. gonna be in the car in the wild card, then that's gonna be it. Right. You have Win your opportunity. That's what it does. It puts the incentive on winning the division. Because people are like, what's the big deal of winning your division when you just can win the wild card? And then you get in and you have just you have the exact same I mean the only thing is you don't have home field advantage, but you have the exact same, you know, type of playing field. Because in like the NFL you have wild card, you have a wild card weekend. So you gotta play a whole nother game, you know. Right. Than they do there. So in wild card, you got to go already right to the right to the divisional series. Now you have that one win playoff or the one game playoff, which I love. It's gonna have the top, it's gonna have the two wild card teams battle it out, going to the divisional series. You couldn't. You had 162 games to get it done to win your division to not only win games but win the right games. So the fans are basically. The fans are upset. Pouting. The fans are being yeah. fans. But I think it's absurd that they're going to even put that into it. Your Pittsburgh Pirates didn't play well. You had home field for the one-game playoff. You, had, you didn't get it done. You didn't get it done. It's, it's as simple as that. You had one. Yeah, exactly. You, you had one game. You, you had to put your best done. ace out there. You had to play your best game for nine innings. You couldn't do it. You couldn't even put a run on the scoreboard. Yeah, Jake Arrieta pitched lights out. Okay. But that's why the Cubs are good. Because they have aces that can carry them in the postseason. Joe Madden, I like Joe Madden. He's he grew up just not far from me. I like him as a manager. He did a great job in Tampa Bay, and I like that he got a job in Chicago. He's a good manager. I just think I think it's a ridiculous argument. I like the way that that the wild card game format is. So now that team, you know, and in there in the new and in the wild card, you know, even if the, the so the Cubs, you know, they won, they get to move on in the postseason. But now they're a little bit behind the behind the eight ball. They only get. They only get one day off, and then they're gonna have to go. <clears throat> then they're gonna have to go into the first game of the of the uh, divisional series. So they can't pitch Jake Arrieta that first game because it's only one day rest. Right. You know. So then they can't. So while the St. Louis Cardinals can pitch their number one guy, the Cubs are gonna have to go with their number two guy. Right. So they're a little bit behind the eight ball, but they won the game and they had to give everything they could to win that one game get to get to the next thing. So it's just like the NFL in that matter. Yeah. I think it's a good format. 
Yeah, I agree. It adds a lot of excitement. I, d- I definitely agree. I definitely agree. It puts uh, it puts some teams' backs against the walls. Obviously, ha- not being able to use their their starters or their their full strength, but right, it comes. You've with already the had to play one game. You're gonna have to travel. It you comes know, with the territory. <clears throat> right. Is, you know, Win division. Playoff. Playoff. Playoff baseball. So playoff That's baseball right. continues tonight, or excuse me, this afternoon as well. Um, Texas at Toronto, Giovanni Garlato versus David Price on the bumps for the Rangers and the Blue Jays. Watch out for the Blue Jays. They might be the team this year. They've been building for a long time, slowly building. They were decent a year ago. I think they're building again now. That's a 337 uh, Eastern time first pitch. And then Houston Astros, now in the American League, Houston Astros. Um, at Kansas City, Kansas City of close was oh so close a year ago. Colin McHugh versus Jordano Ventura on the mound. Oh, no. That's um, a great, great name. Heck yeah, wow. seven thirty seven first pitch for the ALDS game one. Both of those matchups are that. And then on Friday, um, on Friday we have both those ALDS series are back in action once again. As there was a quadruple header on Friday. Good baseball action if you're a base if you're a if you're a fan of the game. Uh, 12.45 first pitch, Rangers at Toronto again. Cole Hamels, former Philly, on the mound, just traded midseason. Houston at Kansas City, um, 3.45 first pitch um, for that one. And then you have Chicago at St. Louis, 6.45 um, first pitch. And then you have was it John Lester versus John Lackey. And then at 9.45 you have the New York Mets. That's right, the Mets. What a heck of a season they had. At the Los Angeles Dodgers to get the NLDS underway. That's a 9.45 first pitch on the Eastern time zone as they're out in L.A. That's on TBS. Jacob DeGrom on the mound for the Mets. Clayton Kershaw for the Dodgers. So that should be an interesting one there for those uh, contests. As the Major League Baseball playoffs are getting underway. So October is here. Mr. October Reggie Jackson uh, for the Yanks. Speaking of the Yanks, they got bumped. You know, CC Sabathia going to alcohol rehab. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um. So the or the Yankees without CC couldn't get past their AL wild card game, and they're done for the year. So Pirates done as well. Four nothing loss to the Cubbies last night. Many around this area heartbroken about that contest. <sighs> Us not They'll so much. Over. They'll get over. Yeah. I don't know about that. After the <laughs> the whining stops for that. No whining here in the morning. After we're gonna continue along. We're gonna take a break though. And uh, switch gears now that we gave a little preview on the MLB playoffs. Of course, as I mentioned, the schedule just moments ago, American League continuing um, today with the divisional series. We're going to start football tonight, too. Don't need the DirecTV Sunday ticket for tonight as there's only one contest on CBS NFL Network. The Indianapolis Colts, who who knows who's going to play quarterback for them. And the Houston Texans, it doesn't seem like they have a quarterback either, but at least they're healthy. So we're going to find out, talk about that, and more on the other side. Don't go anywhere. It's the morning after. Supporters of WFSC include John's Wildwood Pizzeria, featuring a selection of pizza, hoagies, wings, salads, and more. John's is open daily at 105 Erie Street in Edinburgh. Information is at 814-734-7355 or on the web at johnswildwoodpizza.com. Support for WFSC is provided in part by Quickfill, a chain of 300 convenience stores and gas stations in the tri-state area, offering American-made fuels from United Ref- Finding Company in Warren, Pennsylvania. Information is at quickfill.com. Welcome back here, 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. It's the morning after. Tyler Trumbauer, Chewy here with you. We got some uh, good tidbits to tell, some, you know, PSAs to really say. Uh, first off, 
The Scott Sports Show just dropped this morning. Check that out on GoFightingScots.com on the YouTube channel, hosted by yours truly, Mike Fenner as well. Borough Football Talk with head coach Browning, uh, Josh Kibbe as well. Um, on the line, and then we also hear from the brand-new women's lacrosse coach, Caitlin Fermato. Uh, we check in with the women's volleyball team with head coach Missy Sobaliski and Shallon Litweiler, and we also touch base with the cross-country teams uh, with head coach Rick Hammer and a freshman member of the women's team, Ida Narbaval. So check that out on social media right now. Um, that's on GoFightingScots.com on their YouTube page, which I believe is GoBoro Athletics TV, if you're just going to search it straight on YouTube. Um, also, you can check that out on their Twitter page, which is at Burrow Athletics. Um, also, I'll be tweeting it out shortly, too, at Tyler Trumbauer. So good stuff there. Give it, give it a view. Good show there. Also, The Spectator, I believe. Uh, coming out today. I believe print delivery is being held off until Friday, though, Chewy. So you're not going to get it in print today. Not going to be available on campus or around town. But Next Friday? or This Friday. Oh, it'll it'll, it'll come out tomorrow. Tomorrow, okay. But um, the, the most of the stories are online, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, so most of that, all, I just clicked on the sports stuff, of course. But um, that is available now online. Um are the the stories that are in this week's issue. So make sure you can check that out on edinburghnow.com, which should already be your homepage on your mobile, or excuse me, on your internet browser. Now some other PSAs you got to read about. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, Chewy's going to take this one. Go ahead, Chew. Oh, okay, well, we have some here. It's called uh, Halos for Harley. It's a walk for leukemia. It's... Uh, on October 24th, so in a couple weeks here, from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. at Sox Harrison Stadium at the university. It costs $5 to enter, and you need to wear a tie-dye uh, tie apparel or flannel, and balloon release and luminary ceremony will start promptly at 745. Gates open at 530, and the walk will begin at 6 o'clock. There will be food, drinks, music, 50-50 raffle, and a Chinese auction. And donations are also welcome. So check the Facebook page for updates and more info on Halos for Harley, a walk for leukemia. So Harley, I believe, is spelled H-A-R-L-I-E, -E, yeah. in case you're looking that up on their Facebook page. Good cause. Um, I know that's something that hits uh, closer to Mr. Fenner here, our general manager, as uh, she went to Girard High School. Right. And uh, that's where he graduated from, so knows her very, very well, or did know her very well, I should say. So October 24th. From 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Make sure at, you guys come out. At Sox Harrison Stadium. Good stuff there. Good, good stuff. So um, that's going. That's our PSAs right there. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, nonetheless, now let's get back to the sports talk. Thursday night football underway. 825. CBS. NFL Network. The 2-2 two two Indianapolis Colts at the 1-3 Houston Texans. Um, divisional matchup. For this one, uh, over under 44 and a half. The Texans, two and a half point favorites at home, uh, which basically means when it's about two and a half or, clo or, or more narrow at home, um, and the advantage is for the home team, it's basically a toss up then. So that means they're, they're saying um, the betting line is saying they have no idea who to pick. And that makes sense because Indianapolis, no one knows who's uh, playing quarterback for them uh, right. currently right now for the, for the Colts on their injury report. Andrew Luck listed as questionable. Of course, he was out 
a week ago with Matt Hasselback filling in in that overtime victory against the Jacksonville Jaguars. But now Matt Hasselback, 40-year-old Matt Hasselback, uh, is listed as questionable as well for tonight's contest. It seemed that all week, and they said Andrew Luck was going to be the guy. Uh, they said potentially he could have even played a week ago if it was that dire of a situation. Uh, obviously wasn't had Hasselback, who was very serviceable in relief, got the victory as well. Um, and they thought that, you know, of course it was going to hurt that it was a short week for Andrew Luck, but that holding him out on Sunday was going to help that. But now here we are. It is Thursday. The short week's over. Still questionable for both guys. Uh, I don't know who's going to play quarterback tonight, Chu. I mean, I don't know. Any idea? I, I believe, well, I was I was watching a couple of things earlier uh, regarding this game, and um, they said Andrew Luck will be back. They uh, said Luck's gonna be the man. Yeah, they said he'll be back. So I'm going into the mindset for this game that he will be under center. And uh, it says here actually, with the win over the Texans, the Colts can become the first team in the modern era to win 16 straight games against opponents in its own division. Talk about. Domination. It there. is domination, yeah. <laughs> but they might need Andrew Luck to get that done. Otherwise, the only other quarterback listed on their roster, Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson. Who? Who exactly. is that? Exactly. <laughs> he's, uh, he's a journeyman. Uh, played at the University of San Diego, 34 starts there. Um, and he's uh, he was signed by the Colts as a free agent back on October 7th, so yesterday. <laughs> so, okay. Well, well, he was released by the Colts. He was signed by the Colts. October 2nd, released on the 5th, and then signed again yesterday. Oh, well, that's not that's not a good sign for... Uh, <laughs> right, that they signed him yesterday. Yeah. So they're concerned about the health and the status of both well, not only Andrew Luck, but also Matt Hasselbeck. But no, he's been around. The Bucks, the Niners, the Browns, the Bengals, um, the Jets, and now the Colts, all teams that he's been a part of, has Josh Johnson. Oh. In his career, though, passing. Well, yeah. Well, then twenty nine well, games he's appeared in. How's not he good. play? How, not good. Play? It's, his not name's good. Josh Johnson. You don't know. <laughs> he's been in the league since two thousand eight. You never heard of him. That just kind of sums up his career, too. Well, that's gonna that's gonna be a blow then, definitely to the Colts and their chances of winning this game. Um, obviously, having <clears throat> Johnson under center, somebody we know nothing about. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely hurts their chances. I was originally gonna just go with the Colts because. The Texans have been struggling. They struggle offensively and defensively. They get to the quarterback, but their run defense, as far as run defense and pass defense, is very – they give up 33 points a game, which is not very good. So, obviously, I would be more comfortable with Andrew Luck or Matt Hasselbeck under center. Um, but now I'm starting to – I don't know. I don't know which way to go with this one, actually. It all depends on the health. All depends on the health of the quarterback. But you're saying you think Andrew Luck plays tonight? I I think he plays. That's what I was hearing. That's what I was watching. Um, so if he plays, I'm gonna go with the coach. But it depends. You know, you have Andrew Luck, but you're not gonna. You might not have 100% Andrew Luck. Right now, Ryan Mallett on the opposite side there for the Houston Texans was pulled a week ago. Put Ryan, They put Brian Hoyer back in, but now Bill O'Brien announced um, that he's sticking with Mallett saying he knows he needs to play better and he's going to continue to be our starter, okay? But now he just come off a pretty bad week where you thought it was necessary to bench him. 
So your quarterback play night might not be that great. So it might just come down to a defense or, you know, the other or, you know, maybe some playmakers outside. But you might have Andrew Luck under center for the Indianapolis Colts, but you might not have the Andrew Luck that you know with 100 percent, which could be an issue. Especially yeah. if Ryan Mount decides to turn things around and decide to actually play football for once. Exactly, and and the Colts struggle to the Colts struggle to protect their quarterbacks as well. Their offensive line isn't isn't looking too sharp out there, so that's also another issue that the Colts need to worry about. Especially with JJ Watt down there lining up wherever he feels like he wherever he feels like he wants to line up and cause havoc. So <clears throat> that's going to be an issue. I don't know. I don't know which way to go on this one. What about you? I mean, I don't know. This injury, I don't like this injury report. This is a laundry list of an injury report for for both squads, really. It's, 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 mm, I mean. Luck did throw in practice this week. Okay. And the report Wednesday indicated that the coach's plan is for him to start on Thursday night. All right. So, that's what I'm just, I'm going to rely on that one. Right. No, no, I agree. I appreciate that. appreciate that report. Um, I'm going to go with the Colts. Um, I think even a non-100% Andrew Luck is still better than anything the Houston Texans can tout out there. Um, between Brian Hoyer or Ryan Mallett, um, I don't think any of them will ever get to the level that Andrew Luck even has. Even 75% Andrew Luck will ever have. Um, I don't know. It might be closer than, than normal under normal uh, circumstances, but I think the Colts take this on the road at Houston at NRG Stadium tonight. Um, probably almost, I would say, double digits. I would okay. say this could be 30-20, potentially. I mean, what, that's three touchdowns and three field goals? I could see. I mean, it's in a dome, so you're most likely going to get some field goals, get that taken care of. Um, three touchdowns, you don't think they can get that done? They got Frank Gore, uh, at least on the ground game, if the passing game can't get anything going with Andrew Luck. Um, I mean, may- maybe, maybe it'll be shorter, maybe 27-20. But I think the Colts will have a – I think it'll stay competitive for most of the game, but I think at the end of the day the Colts are going to pull away. I think the Texans are going to make some mistakes. Um, the only way the Texans stay competitive or potentially even steal a win tonight and snap that streak of what you said, 16 straight victories would it would be tonight against uh, divisional opponents for the Colts um, – would be if J.J. Watt just played out of his mind. Yeah. I mean, J.J. Watt normally does play out of his mind, but, I mean, he'd have to, he'd have to score an offensive touchdown if, when they're in a goal-line <laughs> situation. He'd have to pick it off, get a fumble recovery, something, and not only just get, create a turnover but turn that into points, like a pick six or a fumble recovery for a touchdown. The defense will have to pick up the offense and help them out in point production tonight if they want to compete and or beat the Indianapolis Colts tonight at home. Otherwise, I mean – Las Vegas and the betters don't have confidence in this Houston Texans team, despite even with the uh, uncertainty the Colts have at quarterback right now. Because I said a two and a half point spread for the Texans at home is really disrespectful for the Texans because that's just saying it's a toss up that we think the Colts two and two, you know, even with banged up both first string and second string quarterbacks signing Josh Johnson just a day ago. Um, can still almost have a better chance of beating the Texans than the Texans have of beating the Colts. So I'm going to go with the Colts in this one probably pretty easily uh, in this one, almost a double-digit victory. What do you got, Joe? Uh, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to go with the Texans, actually, in this one. This going to go with the Texans? I'm going with the Texans because the thing about the Colts, the thing with the Colts is they okay. they turn the football over. 
And the Texans' defense, they have – obviously, we're talking about J.J. Watt. They have right. playmakers on the defensive end that will take the football from you and potentially score. So this, this game sets up as a game where if the Texans can minimize their mistakes on offense and cause havoc on defense, they have a good chance of, of – uh, stunning the Colts here because obviously the Colts aren't 100%. Right. And then, as you've seen, Frank Gore's been just giving the football up, especially on the he goal has. line. He has. So, if they're able to cause more turnovers, if they're able to cause turnovers, minimize their mistakes offensively, playing at home, I think they have a good chance of winning this game. They have a good – they just need hmm. to restore confidence back in Ryan Mallett and obviously play smart football. That's, hmm. what, that's what it comes down to. So, I'm going to go on a limb – I'm gonna go against the odds makers and everybody else and go with the Texans. On that ain't true. <laughs> I don't know. I find it tough to believe the Texans. I mean, I just don't. I I I don't know. My dad really likes Bill O'Brien as a coach. I don't. I don't like the way he switched his quarterbacks right in the beginning of the year. Yeah. I just don't trust them. I don't know if the Texans will ever get there um, as a team to compete in their division. But we'll see. I mean, this would be a huge win because I mean. Not only would you knock off the Colts uh, and their streak against divisional opponents, but the Texans with the win will move to two and three, and and drop the Colts to two and three as well. So that will be huge. Not only get the divisional win, but keep the Colts on the same playing field as you. After five weeks, to have the same record as the Colts, if you're the Texans, you've got to be feeling pretty happy about yourself. Plus, having getting it done on a short week and then having a longer week to prepare for your next team and you know recoup as well. Yeah. So good work there for the Texans if they could get that win. Uh, real quickly, uh, Chu, if you got the if you got the Sunday slate of NFL games up, um, who do you what, what do you think is a game of the week to look out for? Since you're obviously not going to be here before this Sunday, um, obviously Miami gets the bye with their new uh, coach. Minnesota has a bye. The Jets have a bye, and Carolina has a bye. So Carolina feeling pretty good about itself, undefeated going into the bye. Miami not so much. Minnesota, the Jets, eh. But who, of the teams that are playing Sunday. Or even Monday, if that's going to be your game, because you obviously don't not going to be here till Thursday again, a whole week right. since we don't have uh, a show on Tuesday. What you got for Sunday? Um, I like the I like the 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 Steelers and Green Bay matchup here at, at one o'clock. I like that. I think that's going to be a good matchup. You mean St. Louis Green Bay? That's St. Louis. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Steelers <laughs> Steelers are on Monday night. Steelers are. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 I'm looking. I actually looked at that. That's crazy. Okay. Well, then scratch that. Uh, what we got here? Seattle and Cincinnati here. Seattle, Cincinnati. You Seattle, like that? Cincinnati. I do like that matchup. I do like that matchup. Um, what we have? New England at Dallas. New England and Dallas. Those uh, are that's a good game 425 too. Four twenty-five. Yeah, on CBS, probably the game of the week there for them. Those are the two games I'm really focusing in on. I'm not seeing any too much excitement. Of course, I'm gonna. Uh, stay up to date with my Lions. With the Detroit, Arizona at yeah. Detroit. Arizona coming off their first loss of the season um, a week ago to the hands of those Rams. And then Detroit hosting them at Ford Field. But I do agree, Cincinnati-Seattle could be a good one. Cincinnati could show that they might actually be contenders this year if they can uh, defeat the Seattle Seahawks on Sunday. All right, Chu, that's all the time for us. we got to get out of here. Um, appreciate the time today. And, uh, you know, enjoy sure. enjoy your homecoming festivities this weekend. Um, enjoy your reading day on Tuesday, and we will talk to you on Thursday, one week from today, Chu. Yeah. Between be, be the next time you and I can hook up right here uh, on the morning after and talk some good sports. So, you know, don't get in too much trouble. No, of course, of course not, never.
All righty. That's all for us today. Appreciate the time. Eddie, 88.9, edinburghnow.com, the tune-in app. Thank you all for tuning in. You miss anything, don't forget our podcast up on edinburghnow.com later on this afternoon. We'll be back tomorrow, Friday, a fun-filled football Friday tomorrow. Tom Risenweber, the Erie Times News, big news in PIAA sports. He was at uh, Mechanicsburg yesterday to talk about that game or talk about the meeting and the changes for PIAA, six classes in football is going to happen. We'll talk about that with him at 9.15. Also, Josh Gleason, a former guest co-host on this show, um, will be calling in tomorrow, probably around 9.30. We'll be ironing that out with him. And then, of course, don't forget, we have our special homecoming edition of the morning after um, right here on 88.9 on Saturday from noon to 1.30 with Fenner and I live from Sox Harrison Stadium. Multiple guests. We'll talk about that in great detail tomorrow. We'll talk to you then right here on the morning after.